Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. We got a lot to discuss from the weekend. Some good teams are still good. Some bad teams are real bad. How about that? Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us today on this Monday afternoon to recap the weekend that was in Major League Baseball. Talking Baseball brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake. And we have special guests today. It's not Trevor Plouffe. It is Chris Rose. Hi. Oh, stop. Just actually keep going. And and producer BBD in the corner. Rosie, you have yeah. subbed in for me. You have subbed in for Jake. And now this mm-hmm. is the first time you get the middle the middle mm. camera and you sub in for Lord of the Rings, Trev. I know. It's the first time I'm guaranteed to be uglier than the guy I'm filling in for. So there we go. You know, Ploof off doing his thing. Uh, ah. <laughs> that is so cute. That is so just endearing for everybody. Ugh. I appreciate you guys having me. I always love chopping it up with you guys for good you know, 90 minutes or so. And man, do we have a ton of stuff to talk about, including how soft Ploof is. Mm. So I can't wait. Ploof is in Minnesota. Uh, he's going to be doing a home run derby for uh, Twins charity game. I, I don't know the official wording, but I got it. it? And uh, he says he hasn't taken any practice swings yet. So I think he's a little it's nervous. A and that's a lie. Yeah, he's it's been Olivia's well, been soft thing. tossing all day. When 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 people don't play. You know, they, they tend to blow out. That oblique could Ooh. come back a little sore. So that is the one thing that you want to make sure. Now, Ploof has the advantage. He's, what is he, 34? I mean, he technically should still be playing on somebody's team. So I think he should be okay. Yeah. Well, did you just say 35 tomorrow? Tomorrow's Trev's birthday? Ploof yeah, tomorrow's Trev's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, yeah. Trev. June so, 15th. Oh. Everyone tweeted Trev tomorrow. Yeah. Oh my God. That's going to be great. We'll see if, uh, I'm interested to see what Trev says. He's definitely swung a little bit. Not like he's been, he's been training, but he swung the stick and he's, it always gets me when I look at old Ploof highlights. He was a thick third baseman. He was a power Mm -hmm. hitting third baseman. And now Trev's clean his broadcast pick the other day. I mean, he had his, he had his GQ vibes going. So I'm excited for him. He's having fun out there. Uh, Talked to him a little bit, and he had his, uh, you know, he had a big smile on. He's like, Minnesota in the summer, man. This is, <laughs> you know, that was, that was his life for a while, and he, yeah. was, he was kind of the king. So That was his life for a it, long time. Yeah, yeah, so excited for him. And, uh, you know, Chris Rose, the, the excitement on your face when you're talking baseball. Oh, yeah. That's what you like to do. So I'm giddy this up. It. Giddy I've, up. I've actually been sitting in this chair since last Wednesday. <laughs> Ready. Yeah, you know, anticipating this moment. So I'm ready to go, guys. What do we got? Well, do I believe Jake is bringing you the National League recap today. Mm. And I don't know much about what happened over there in the National League, so I'm excited to hear it. It is brought to you by our good friends at DraftKings. Uh, if you download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up, you can turn $1 into $100 in free credits by betting on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game. Yeah. Uh, so all you got to do is bet $1 on a team of your choice, and you can win $100 in free credits, promo code JOHNBOY, or you can bet on the Yankees to lose. Oh. 
Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can. Because if – or the Yankees not to cover because they either win by one run or they lose. So okay. they're not going to win by more than one run, I can guarantee you. So download the app and do that. Free money. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Young Jake, can mm. you let me know what happened in the National League? Sure can. Boom. How about it? How about the Mets? Let's go Mets, babe. They take two out of three from the Padres. The Mets keep winning series. Padres kind of keep losing series. 3-2 Mets, 4-1 Mets. Padres salvaged the series with Paddock on the last day. Wasn't a very offensive series. Mets starting pitchers. How about 1.04 ERA for that? Uh, Tatis, two homers, and that's obvious. He had the Tatis slam. Love that. Uh, go Mets, baby. Trevor May. Uh, he's on a show somewhere on our network. Giants at Nationals. They split four, including a doubleheader day. How about a lot of zeros on the scoreboard? We had three shutouts in this one. Uh, Disco DiScalfani, you might hear about him later. That's a guy you need to know if you're a baseball fan at this point for these Giants. They split, whatever, Schwarber, three home runs. Cardinals and the Cubs. The Cubbies sweep the Cardinals. Full capacity at Wrigley. We got the big snake in the crowd. Oh, my God, what's he talking about? Cubbies sweep. They take the final game 2-0. Zach Davies, they kind of need that. Jock with a pair of homers. Cubbies, man, they are winning tied atop the NL Central, and the Cardinals just dropped below 500. Woo! Getting hot in St. Louis. The Reds, they're starting to figure it out. They sweep my Rockies. The Reds, you know they're hitting, and they did that all series. How about a 583 slugging for the series? <laughs> that ain't bad. That ain't bad. Castellanos with five hits. Hey! Ryan McMahon for the Rockies. Two home runs. He's up to 15 on the year. Let's go Rocks, baby. Reds back in the mix. Back in the mix. The Marlins take two out of three in the Braves. Holy Atlanta. Are they ever going to click? They dropped to 30 and 33 this year. Marlins take the first two. 4-3, 4-2. Braves salvage it. Freddie Freeman with a nice series. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. left precautionarily. He should be okay. Fish with arms, man. They do it. How about it? And then the Pirates at the Brew Crew. Brew Crew take care of business, working overtime. They sweep the Pirates like you're supposed to. That's what a good team does. Uh, and they didn't do it that impressively. That was kind of Brewers baseball. They slashed 216, 340, 352. Hater gets the save in all three games. When you got a formula, use it and friend of the program and one of my fashion gurus Colton Wong will be returning for them soon so that's what happened in the National League wow thanks Jake there you go hey really? guys breaking news yes oh. <clears throat> Trevor Plouffe has joined the chat oh, oh no, no. <laughs> that doesn't do anything for you holy wow. smokes what happened well when you join the chat yeah when you're not on the show and you join the chat, it's a little bit firing from the hip. It's a little, yeah. you might get, you know, he'll get a little loose Trev's in there. tasting himself right now. If he's in there, yep. you know, we might get some hot takes in there. 
little worried. Oh, yeah. There's no question. But I'm feeling the pressure now that the guy's watching. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I can take this. Damn. Looking over know. your shoulder. How about some central uh, sweeps? Yeah. The Brewers yeah. sweep, the Reds sweep, the Cubs sweep. And you say the Reds are back in the thick of it, but they're winning. Well, well they're over 500 for the first time since April 21st. Yes. And now, granted, they went against a team that is, I, I could not believe this when I saw it. Do you know the Rockies' road record? I do. Jake knows. It's 5 and 27. <laughs> 5 and. How the hell does that happen? Even the Diamondbacks are going, what the fuck's the problem on the road, guys? Can we pick this up a little bit, please? Jeez. That's bad. I don't tw- And they're 20 and 14 at home. It's just, it's bizarre. I mean, maybe they're starting to figure out the Coors effect. They're just not figuring the out of Coors effect. They need my idea, a home team and a road team. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> they never mingle. <laughs> they never meet each other. Maybe, maybe the two, three, four hitters get to play in both. Other than that. Because they say that's the hardest part is going from one to the other. So you just right. don't do it. So, guys, when am I going to have to apologize to the Chicago Cubs mm. for saying they were definitely going to be sellers because they've won 15 of 20 games. They are tied with the Brew Crew atop the National League Central. Give me a date I have to apologize. What is it, June 14th right now? Uh, Just wait it out to the deadline. I mean, really? If you want to, this this is a forum for that. It's okay. I've declared like every team in the league dead. <laughs> That's true. You have. Yeah. You have. We we've needed to pull out our little paddles occasionally, <laughs> yes. but they work. Yes. I don't know, Jake. You don't seem to to be on board with that. You you feel like I should take that next step right now? No, I mean I've I've been okay with the baseball is baseball. Stuff happens over a season. If if we restarted this season, the Cubs could be, you know, under 500 right now. But they've played well this year. They've gotten enough from their pitching. And that lineup always plays. That that was the thing when we did all the teams on paper before the season and you start thinking, what is this team's formula? The Cubs' formula is simple. I mean, they've got a lineup that can bang with anyone when guys are right, especially Chris Bryant returning to form. Javi's been pretty good after a bad start. Like this right. Cubs lineup can can go toe to toe with anyone when they want. The question was always the pitching. Well, it still is the question. Although yeah. Davies last two starts have been sensational out in San Diego and then last night against the Cardinals. He's been great. But for the most part that starting staff, they didn't have one guy with an ERA under 4. Right. Um until Davies started to get it going. I don't even know what he landed at after last night's win. But the bullpen, first of all, Kimbrell, like he's a guy who I'm shocked was able to rediscover the form. I thought that we had, it was kind of over, like, right? Everybody's career kind of goes like this. And I really thought Craig Kimbrell was right about here, but he worked his way back up and, and he's been great. He's been, and anytime you have that ninth inning sealed down the way that the Cubs do, it just makes the rest of your team better. So I think that is a huge, huge thing while everybody else is kind of feeling their way around, you know, Kimbrell, I think really deserves a lot of credit here. Yeah, it's a volatile position. But a lot of a lot of their bullpen's been good. You know, since May is really when they turned it around. And offensively since May, there's no stat line that is like a juggernaut uh, with the bats. Like you're like, wow, he's got a one dot, something OPS with the bats since they started winning. It's all sustainable because mm-hmm. they're just hitting, you know? Like uh, I just looked it up. I'll find it for you. 
their main guys, Jock, Hap, Bryant, Rizzo, all have an OPS uh, that start with an eight. Batting averages that start with like two eighty. It's all. I'm saying it's 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 sustainable in my opinion because no one is like carrying the Cubs on their shoulder. It's just all their good hitters were like, hey, if we're all good enough at the same time, we can probably win a ton of games. So, what's been more impressive? What was more impressive this weekend? The sweep of the Cardinals or the cup snake that the fans created? Mm. I just saw that someone calculated how many beers it was and the price of the cup snake was around 30 grand. <laughs> no. That's what someone in our chat just said, and I trust our chat enough. Math pod. And it makes sense. They're like 10 bucks a beer, right? 300 cups? Uh, Is that math? Wow. The, it looked like way more than 300 cups, didn't it? It's got to be more than that. Three. It would have to be like 3,000 I mean, cups, right? Yeah, it went from, it went from t- the top all the way down <sighs> to the basket. Someone, it's never been a math pod. Yeah. It's never been a math Sorry, pod. Sorry, guys. I'm, I'm Googling 30 grand. Oof, get back here. No, look, look. <laughs> NBC Chicago has it. Cubs fans, Epic Beer Cup Snake cost almost $30,000. Okay. Sources. Jeez. It's around a 100-foot snake at two cups an inch equals 2,400 beers times $12 each, 28000 That's the math they're doing wow. out there. So that is impressive. No, but that that Rizzo at bat and the home run for the Cubs at Wrigley, which they were calling opening day 2.0 because first time they had a packed stadium, Bill Murray being there. And so funny because it's 14 pitch at bat, but the crowd didn't really get into it until the 14th pitch. Like they didn't all the whole stadium didn't rise and start clapping until after the 13th pitch. So it was as soon as I did. I know, but as soon as the full crowd caught on, he hit a homer. So it was almost like he was just waiting on them. Like, hey, you guys see what's happening? As soon as you stand up, I'll tie the damn game. And they did. So with all that being said, can I still tell you I believe more in the Milwaukee Brewers? Sure. Well, pitching wins out in uh, in the playoffs and, like, down the stretch, and the Brewers have, have a lot of pitching. And they haven't hit worth a damn at all this year. They really haven't. The guys they were sp- supposed to rely on, I mean, Yelich has started to heat up a little bit. I know at one point this weekend his OPS got above 800 for tick. Um, but, yeah, that starting rotation, phenomenal. They've got the two fire-breathing dragons at the back of the bullpen. I still believe in them. They've won 17 of their last 21. And I don't know. It, it corresponded with the Willie Adamas deal. You can say whatever you want. That guy is good energy. You had him on your Instagram live show a few weeks ago. I had him on as a guest. Glass now basically cried his eyes out because he misses him so much. There are dudes that you cannot put a numerical value on that mean a ton to a team, and he's one of them. And you can put a numerical value on OPS and his home and road numbers, which you guys talked about on on the Rose mm-hmm. rotation. Like he was talking about how he can't hit in Tampa, he can't see the ball, and he was talking about how guys <laughs> thought it was just a cop out excuse. And he's like, "No, I'm being serious." Um, so, and it's such a Brewers move. Like Willie Adamas is a guy who's going to go out there every day and rack up WAR. We'll see. I don't. You know, I think his road OPS was like 870s or something, which if you're a shortstop, I mean, that's a that's kind of an all-star player. So I, I don't expect him to necessarily live there. But, man, if he can be a solid day-in, day-out shortstop, they got that guy 
for a couple bullpen arms, which Milwaukee feels like they can dig up and find. Brad Boxberger having a couple good weeks for them. So they're uh I feel like they're gonna be a sneaky trade deadline team, man. We we know they were we know they were in on Justin Turner, or at least they were helping drive up the price a little bit for Justin Turner. Um so we'll see. We'll see who's available because man, I mean a couple more sticks to help out Yelly. Like, love me some Vogie, and he gets hot. He's actually had a really good past week. But if you could get a couple more bodies, like right now Fangraphs has Jace Peterson technically as a starter for them, which no shots fired at Jace Peterson. But, you know, he's been a bounce-around util guy, uh, like an annual DFA. So if, if they can – if they sneak up on the deadline and they make one or two, I mean, we'll, we'll be tar- talking seriously about Milwaukee. I'm in. I'm in. I love him. Anything else catch you? I'm trying you to feel do, all caught I'm, up, Jimmy. I'm trying to do math, which always okay. sucks. Twenty-one plus twenty-six is forty-seven. Big. Yeah. Plus twenty-three. Okay. We're gonna get the sixty there. Sixty. What are, what are you doing? Where are you at with the Cardinals, Chris? Because they, you know, when the when the uh, Arenado trade got done, the St. Louis Cardinals were the favorite in the Central, and they are yeah. one in nine in their last ten. Flaherty's hurt. Yeah, I don't. Um, a, I don't love their bullpen. B, the guy who pitched great last night to me was all. He's like the the swing piece for them, Carlos Martinez. Mm. I mean, he had a couple of starts where. He looked terrible in the first couple innings. Like, how is that guy not better? He's a two-time All-Star. He's got wicked stuff. He's got a future Hall of Famer, you know, calm him and down behind the dish. Like, I never figured out why he's not better. And he's the sort of guy that they need to take him to the next level. But I think that they lead the – if I'm not mistaken, I think their bullpen leads baseball in walks. Mm. That's something that scares the hell out of me. I can't have guys coming out of that barn door, ball four, ball eight, ball 12. You're not winning games that way, guys. It's just not happening. So I I had Milwaukee the entire time. I had St. Louis a second, but I'm gonna, I think I'm going to have to reverse that. I had some people hammering me in the chat about when's Rose going to apologize to the Cubs. I'm not going to apologize. I don't have anything to apologize for. My opinion's my opinion. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. But nice. at the same time, yes, I will admit that I thought they were a 500 team. I think they'll win more than 81 games. So if that's an apology, you're welcome. No, it's an acknowledgement. Thank you. I, I have trouble working on that word with my therapist. <laughs> uh, the math I was trying right. to do is that the the Brewers the Brewers stretch started 23 days ago where they've just been winning a ton. And their five starters, Anderson, Burns, Peralta, Woodruff, Hauser, have made 19 starts since that stretch. Mm-hmm. Combining for a two five zero ERA. That's a good formula on any team. Which that's amazing. I mean, two five ERA for one dude in in nineteen starts is you see it, but to have all five, like not have anyone have an outlier start that brings it to a crazy number. And Brett Anderson kind of is doing that. Everyone else is dragging him down, but Brewers pitching is for real. And I always bank on pitching. More than hitting. So that's, I agree with you, Rosie, on the Brewers-Cubs final outlook. Yeah. Hey, before we, we're not, are we ready to move on to the American League or no? 
Uh, I think we have to talk about the Mets being good, which we oh, can yes. trend, oh. we can transition from the Cubs into the Mets because they have a four-game set coming up, and both mm, those teams have been winning a ton, so I'm interested to see how that plays out for both of them. I'm really excited for when the Mets catch up on games uh, because they can either really cement. It's coming yeah. soon. I've soon. said this. They can really cement themselves or they can come down, and I'm going to see they're the only team that hasn't played uh, 62 games, and they're at 57. So they're behind. They're so five I, games behind the rest of the league. I think they've got 33 games. They're in an area where they're playing 33 in 30 days or something. Yeah. Like a terrible, terrible number for them. And yesterday, I don't know if you guys were watching yesterday when Tatis hit the Grand Slam, but I watched that entire inning. And Familia, they, what they were trying to do, because they were so shorthanded, not only in the bullpen, but position player-wise. So they couldn't pinch hit for certain guys. I don't know what's going on with them. Like, do they not know that they're allowed to have 26 guys on a roster? Are they only playing 22? I'm, I'm confused here. So they let Familia go more than 40 pitches for the first time since 2014. And at the end, he was just gassed, dude. You know, they, they wanted to get him through the sixth and the seventh, and they couldn't do it. And so I think he walked fam to get to Tatis, and I was like, oh, God, this is it. It's over. And sure enough, there was a 1-1 pitch where the ball was maybe this much outside, and they called it a ball. And the next pitch, he hits it for a grand slam. And if things go backward for the Mets, it's going to be that decision-making and that missed pitch where Mets fans are going to go, you see where it was? That was it. We got screwed, blah, blah, blah. So just mark it on your camera. The Padres are – I'm running into a big theory here. I don't know the stat on this. Um I'm going to call it the TAO. They are the best TAO team in the majors, and that stands for take advantage of. Uh, Ran- we Rangers. Tao in New York. <laughs> What's that? Mm, Jimmy's a big towel. We we're going to Tao in yeah. New York. He's a big towel yeah. guy. Uh, the Rangers first baseman, I forget who it was, drops the pop-up. Maybe it wasn't the Rangers. Angels? Oh, I forget. And then Tatis hits the, the grand slam. Oh, no, it was the Astros. 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 Yeah. Tatis hits the yeah. grand slam. Rizzo drops the pop-up on Machado. Next pitch, he hits the home run. This pitch could be a strike. It's a ball. Next pitch, home run. The Padres are pretty good at taking advantage of breaks when they get them, according to, you know, I don't watch day in, day out, but the highlights I see, it's like every home run a moment before, it's like, and it could have been over if just this, and the Padres hit a home run. (laughs) So it's a good trait to have, I guess. Yeah. And with all that being said, uh, by the way, are we worried at all about DeGrom? He said he's not. But whenever you hear the word flexor, then, like, I start to break into convulsions. He said, it's listen, I've had all sorts of arm issues. I'm not worried about it. Would you be worried? Well, I never, you never trust the player. But I think in DeGrom's part, you can. I guess. He's different. Like, he's just a weirdo. We'll find out on Wednesday, and it'll, you know, if I think if any of us had to bet, you know, We'd probably bet seven innings pitch, twelve Ks, or something like that. So, that's that's where I'm at yeah. with Degrom. You know, here's the only problem: I'm starting to feel about Degrom the way I did about Chris Sale when he started to get great, but you were thought he was like going to fall into seventeen pieces on the mound, like something was going to break. And only after that, when I cleared that out of my headspace, could I appreciate how great he was. But I'm starting to feel that way about Degrom. Like I'm wondering, okay, what's going to go wrong? Why is he only going to go five? Why is he only going to go six? And I can't enjoy the experience. Once again, I guess that's a, that's a me problem. But does it? do either of you guys feel that way when you watch him right now, or do you just want to enjoy 
his well, mechanics are so normal because he was a shortstop and a position player right. that he throws, you know, no. I mean, with Sale, that was, I think that was like everyone said that after every good Sale outing. Like, man, he is dominant, but how is that going to last? <laughs> Same with Lincecum. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. No, it's the see one, how Sale returns. The one I saw in the inter- interstate this weekend, which, you know, it shows how quickly baseball moves. And, hey, maybe I'm a little biased to the names involved here. Jake Arietta. When Arietta turned it on for those couple years, how lights out he was. There were some stats that, like, DeGrom needs to not give up a, a run in the next 30 innings to be on the pace that Jake Arietta was uh, his Cy Young season. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see. DeGrom doesn't have the mileage. So, you know, we've been a lot of baseball has been on this like DeGrama Hall of Famer conversation. And if he obviously continues, like, yeah, that dude's gross. But we forget baseball moves quick. Like, nobody's having the Arietta Hall of Famer combo right now. So we'll see. Believe in DeGrom until he gives us a reason not to. Okay. One one other quick point. Somebody somebody said in the chat, DeGrom cheater. I just want to hit on this real quickly. None of us know who is and who isn't. We just don't, okay? I was having a conversation with a player who faced him within the last three weeks. And I said, is he really, like, because you've been around for a decade now at the major league level, is he that much better than Verlander or Scherzer when they were at the top of their game? And he said, Chris, I've never faced a guy who could literally walk the ball from the mound to the catcher and drop it in wherever he wanted to put it and do exactly what he wanted to. And he made one point before we finished our discussion because he's we've talked about the whole putting goop on the baseball. He made the point. I didn't bring it up. He said, and he's one of the few guys that doesn't cheat. He said it, a hitter. His, so he made now his RPM has never, it doesn't have that cheating uptick that a lot of them do have. But um, I mean, I would, I would take a lot of the players words for it that came out to support yeah, the Grom and, and the, and the statistics, don't shout him out like they do Cole and Bauer and a lot of the other pitchers that, I don't know, are we not supposed to name them? Like Wade Miley and mm. there's a lot of guys that have that crazy uptick. Sims, Lucas right. Sims. I just wanted to point that out, that that I when we talk to players, I think it's important for us to relay to listeners and to viewers what we're hearing. Yeah. Because we're hearing a lot of stuff in the baseball universe and we don't know what to grab onto as fans. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't even. I wouldn't blame it on any individual player either. So I'm. I'm fully on the league gave That's these guys. I mean, Tre- Trevor Bauer's story. That's why I made that video. I mean, I know a lot of fans want to point because that's what fans like doing. Like your guy cheats. Your guy cheats. Every single team has someone that uses this or has used it. Multiple and multiple, and it's not a player versus player thing. It's. It, and it's not, well, the, the rule book says, yeah, the rule book says that. And then the fucking official walked around every clubhouse and said, but don't worry, you're not getting in trouble this season and told all these guys that. So, like, you know, they're, uh, the word uh, cheater, I the league cheated itself by allowing these guys and giving them carte blanche to use this. So I, I'm getting annoyed at fans that keep just trying to, like, oh, he's a cheater. It's like, dude, the league told them they could use this. It is be mad at the league. But this is what the league wants. They want everyone to be mad at the players and not them. This is the league fucked this up and be mad at the league for not enfor- not not only did they not enforce their own rule, they gave them the freedom to break it and told them don't worry. 
We're not coming after you. This might come as a complete shock to all of our viewers and listeners, but I'm a, a tad bit older than you two. Uh, you guys really didn't live through the steroid era the way that I did. Yeah, no. We were and younger. all I can tell you is this. It's the reason if I had a, a vote for the Hall of Fame, and I know we're getting offline here, but it's an important point. I would have voted for Bonds and Clemens because baseball in general did not give a shit. And I'm feeling like I'm f- fighting the same fight here. That they just, they turn the other direction. It's what baseball does. As much as I love this sport, and we all love it, they don't like having the tough discussion. It wasn't important enough for them in the 90s to sit down at the negotiating table, look the players in the eyes and saying, folks, we are on a train and there's no track in about a thousand yards. So we better figure out what the hell we're doing. And it was the same thing with this because there's so much animosity between the players and the owners and a lack of understanding and wanting to listen to either side that they just want to find something to blame the other side about. And this is the perfect example. So Jimmy, you are a thousand percent right on this, that the league just wants the players to look, they're the ones that did it. They're the people that put the stuff on the ball. And at the end of the day, it's just going to hurt everybody. And then the people that are, aren't huge baseball fans, but have heard about this. Then they just look at me because I work at the NFL network and they're like, why is baseball so fucked up? (laughs) Why is it every news story that becomes a big thing is about something bad? Why can't we talk about something good in your sport? I'm like, I don't know. It's crazy. Not what they Pisses do. me off. That documentary on McGuire and Sosa, when McGuire's just using it in front of all the reporters and openly talking about it, and the league didn't punish him, and then they celebrate the two biggest users, uh, known users, and the league celebrated them and promoted them and marketed them. No, at the time, no one used it. Wasn't a secret during the home run race that they were using steroids. It was watch that documentary. It's known. They're asking them about it and they're not denying it. And you see the league promote those guys and celebrate them. Well, that's basically saying we're not going to get anyone in trouble. They're celebrating the guys that are using it. When you see Cole get all this money and Bauer get all this money, and Bauer quite literally said, "I am going to use this stuff." And then they give him the money. He doesn't get in trouble. And then he puts it on in broad daylight. What's the league saying? Not to mention that. They literally went through and told him, don't worry, we're collecting the balls, but we're not going to get trouble. Bob Melvin said that. They told him. we're collect- So I. it's annoying that fans are just going to fall into the trap of pointing at the players when the, because that's exactly how the league wants it to go. It's frustrating. And let's not, let's not confuse this for, uh-oh, it's a bunch of people talking shit about the sport we all love. That's not it. Sometimes you have to have hard discussions in life about things that you love, whether it's family, your profession, baseball, whatever it is. Yeah. Have the discussions. And we're not doing that. By the way, the Major League Baseball All-Star ballot leaders just came out for the first time. Do you care if I read the National League leaders? Sure, go ahead. Sure. Am I overstepping my bounds? No, no, no. no, no. Read them. Read them. I'm I'm interested. It's just going to be all the fan favorites, right? Actually, in the National League, I think they've done a hell of a job. Okay. Posey. Muncie at first base. Ozzy Albies at second. That's questionable. Chris Bryant, Tatis, outfield, Acuna, Castellanos, Winker. So they put Bryant at third. They did pretty well. So they put Bryant at third? Yeah. So that's how they did it because he hasn't played third all month. No, I know, but he's on the ballot as a third base. Well, that, that makes it a much easier decision. Whereas when I did mine and everyone got mad at me, I had I didn't put him at third because he hasn't played third. But uh, yeah, it's pretty good. 
Well, Ozzy at second is yeah the only right. one, right? It's cute. Yeah. Um, guys, all, I think other than that, it's pretty good. Yeah. All, all your steroids, all your sticky stuff. Uh, Chris Rose admitting he's older than us. Um, what? There's no proof of that. Yeah, that's Jake. true. Danny Almonte. Um, BBD doesn't even get that joke. Um, <laughs> Seriously, does I this know. look older to you? No, I got older looking hair than you. Yeah, we could we could do some full gray. Jimmy's got a face oh swap app. Um, that ring around my head. There's a team that we didn't mention throughout all that who has the best record in the National League. It is still the San Francisco Giants, and they uh, Dodgers are a game back. I, and you know they've been lurking all year, but Giants just they constantly deserve more love. They're doing it. Yeah, they're in the same boat with the Cubs fans. In the when is Chris Rose going to apologize to us? <laughs> I'm inching closer on that one. I think. Okay, their pitching's pretty Next good. Step. More on that later. Oh. Teaser. I'll go to the AL. I'll yes. let you guys know what happened. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. Oh. The Astros took two out of three from the Twins. The Twins continue to lose. The Astros continue to win. In game one, Donaldson did tie it up with an eighth-inning home run. They're going to do the same thing they just did to the Yankees? No. Twins gave it right back. Stroh scored two in the ninth to win it. In game two or three, I don't know when, but Dobnak came out of the bullpen to replace Pineda, Jake. I don't know if you know this. He gave up six earned in two innings pitched. He's given up 23 earned runs in his last 18.1 innings pitched. Tough for Dobnak, but he got paid. Framber, on the other hand, he's gone seven innings pitched, one earned run in three consecutive starts. We are a Framber pod. We like that guy. He's doing well. Astros hit the ball really well. Twins did not. Astros pitched the ball pretty well. Twins did not. In the East, the Rays swept the Orioles. How about that? Our dude Yarbrough goes six shutout innings. He gave up two unearned runs in game one. In game two, Hill was cruising until the fifth. Gave up some walks to single and then a grand slam to win, so his final line looks bad. Other than that, it was uh, bullpen day in game three, and the Rays relievers combined for 14.1 shutout innings while the Rays bats slash 289, 378 on base percentage. Kiermaier and Lowe had four at five hits each. Five hits each. No Oriole had more than two hits. Man, Rays just took care of business. The Indians took two out of three from the Mariners. How about that? Indians slash 267, 362. Savali had eight shutout innings with 11 strikeouts after Chris Rose set on Instagram Live to keep an eye on him that night. Good call by Rosie. Ahmed Rosario had seven hits. Bobby Bradley had four hits. The Indians rallied in the ninth with two walks and two hits to push three across for the tie in game two. And then Harold Ramirez won it in extras. Bieber gave up 10 hits in game three, though. Not good, so they did not get the sweep. The Blue Jays, they took two out of three from the Red Sox so far. Uh, Game four of this set is on Monday. Blue Jays hit a bajillion home runs, 14 home runs, eight in game three. Pavetta gave up a bunch. They called up Weber. He gave up a bunch. Duh. Not good. But Bobby Dahlbach had two home runs himself. Sox bringing up guys. They get lit up. They send them back down or they DFA them. That was their weekend. White Sox swept the Tigers because the White Sox are really good. 
Giolito, Cease, and Rodon. Rodon took a no-hitter into the seventh or the sixth, I forget. They hit the ball like crazy. The White, the White Sox just, they just win, man. Jose Abreu had six hits, three doubles. Um, man. Tigers pitcher threw up on the mound. They got swept. The A's took three out of four from the Royals. Miner had a really good start for the Royals. Interested to see uh, if they move him, if anyone wants him. Seven innings pitch, one earned run for him. Every athletic starting pitcher goes at least 5.2 with two or few earned runs. That's really good. They brought two earned runs into the six every single game. Elvis Andrews had a walk-off single in game two. Olsen had seven hits and three homers. Chapman had seven hits and two homers. So the Mats combined, math, 14 hits and five homers. How about that? Good job by the A's. That's all. That's all we got. Royals are good. Oh. Oh. Hey, babe. What's happening? Oh, my my program is frozen, BBD. That's what's happening. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. There's your American League. White Sox still in first place. Um, but the Rays overtake them for most wins in baseball. There we Hello. go. Must have unfroze. Yeah. Must have unfroze on me. What caught your ear, Rosie? I think the Rays are amazing. And somebody asked a question in the chat that I wanted to ask you guys. Okay. Is the Rays being this good, good for baseball? No, no. This is something. It's not okay to have a team. No. This is something that has a bottom five payroll. This is something Jimmy's pretty passionate about. No. I'm happy that they're smart, but no, it's not good for baseball. They're not fun to watch unless you're a Rays fan. No third party would enjoy the product they put out bullpen in game three. It's not fun. They they purposely don't develop stars. Like they've kind of admitted to that. They'll trade them uh, before they can develop stars and they don't market them in their area. Because they don't want you to be a fan of a player. They want you to be a fan of a uniform, which is fine. I get it. But, like, they, they go out of their way. They platoon guys, so they rarely have any full-time starters. And then there's no consistency. So, no, I'm pretty passionate about that. Rays fans don't really get it, but I don't expect them to. But, like, they're good. They've broken the system. They've they've They're so smart, and it's so incredibly impressive what their front office has been able to do with the money they do it and the way they do it, and it's really good for winning baseball. But, no, it's not good for the entertainment value of the sport. It's bad. You don't think they have some fun guys? They do. Joy, Rosarania, Oh, yeah, but they, but they hide them and then Last they show now. them. They have so many guys that should be studs, but they don't, they don't do it. I mean, we like baseball. If I go ask anyone that doesn't like baseball to name a Ray, and they were in the World Series last year, mind you. I doubt I get I get an answer. So I go, I always think of my sisters and my wife's family because they're not big baseball fans, as like just you know casual. Yeah, they the they hear it a lot from me, and and it's around them in their world. I go name name a Ray, and they were in the World Series. I doubt they get any. I and maybe she, tell you Blake Snell, and he's not there anymore. Yeah, gone. Yeah, I don't. For me, I mean, my my Jess talks about Tyler Glass now a lot. <laughs> Um, not sure what that is. No, it's is that during date night, Jake. Uh, you know she'll be muttering it in her sleep. Uh, I don't just often. 
All day. How, how frequently does she ask you to wear a wig <laughs> and put on silk? That was before she knew who Tyler Glass now was. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. No, it's it, Chris. I, it's why it's a great question because you respect the hell out of it. Like they've they've done it, you know, and they moved Snell. I I was pretty confident they were gonna after that World Series start. They did. I mean, they moved on from two really good starting pitchers, Snell and Morton, and they took flyers on Rich Hill, who was, who was just on with you. They took a flyer on Archer and, you know, Michael Waka, and you wonder, like, do the Rays, are they starting to get in the lottery business where they're saying, hey, one of these guys is going to work out, or do they have the special sauce? And, you know, is, is this going to be a landing spot for a lot of reclamation projects? I don't know, man. They, they have it figured out and I respect that as an organization in the realm of baseball are are the Rays good for the sport I think it cuts into a lot of different levels but probably no like get it's amazing get this team to Nashville and pay a couple stars it is amazing who played in the Super Bowl Bucks the Bucks Tom Brady the Bucks and the Chiefs yeah. okay yep. if that was the ALCS if that game was happening down the street, most people wouldn't walk to see it. What I'm saying, those two cities, right? It's so dependent in this sport to have larger market teams that we care about at the same time. And I know it's a it's a cap issue and all that sort of stuff because in football, they all spend the same amount of money. And in baseball, they nickel and dime. The Rays are consistently a bottom five payroll team, just like they are this year. But man, it's crazy. That we don't care that they come from small market Kansas City and small market Tampa Bay when they're playing in the Super Bowl. But when they when all of a sudden they take the grand stage in the World Series, the Rays are shitty for us. The, the team that represents Tampa Bay, no bueno. It's no good. And I, I'm with you. Listen, I do a rose rotation with Tyler Glass now, who has all but admitted he knows he's getting traded at some point. It's probably going to happen this offseason, to be honest with you. He knows it, and that is hard on a fan base. Like, for years, I'll use my kids as an example. They always wanted to get a Browns jersey. And I was like, guys, <laughs> have to run it past me who you're getting because I don't want to get another one next year. You like Joe so Thomas? <laughs> right? <laughs> and that was it. My freaking oldest son in 2017, the night of the draft, he goes, Dad, I'm getting a Deshaun Kaiser jersey. I was like, stop. <laughs> you are not getting a Deshaun Kaiser jersey. We are not having that. And he got a Deshaun Kaiser jersey, so now I make him wear it around the house just to show <laughs> what a moron he was. But, yes, that is a great point, Jimmy. Like, the the fan base has nobody to cling on to. They're clinging on to an idea. We care about the people inside the uniforms. We really do. Yeah. Those are the people who give us the memories. Rooting for a front office is a weird way to be a sports fan, and it's kind of like – a big section of baseball fans now. And even probably our audience, because the people that listen to this show are baseball diehards that care enough about more than their personal team, which is awesome. And I appreciate it because that's what baseball needs to kind of grow. But I'm not referencing them when I say I'm referencing the casual fan that is not a fan yet that we want to become a fan. Um, you know, and Chris, think other- about any fan that wasn't a Rays fan, but then watched them in the World Series, and then they just traded everyone, and they're like, "Wait, what?" I just, I was gonna buy in. I don't know. It's just, but rooting for a front office is such a weird thing that baseball has convinced its fans to do. Like, 
you know, uh, a, a hard hit ball is hit right at a guy who's playing in a position that no one stood in for the last, you know, hundred years, and we're like, wow, the the scouting was perfect. Claps off to the analytics department, and it's like, oh, wouldn't it be so much cooler to see a guy make a running play? And you go, wow, he had a great read on that and a great jump. Claps for his athleticism, but. Baseball's not that right now. We're cheering on analytics department. It's very much uh, a mathematician's dream. You know, I am waiting for somebody to show up to a Rays game with a jersey on the back that says opener. <laughs> I really want to see it. Might be out there. I'll even I'll even pay for it. Well, actually you guys pay for it, but somebody's going to pay. Chris, for it. Jake, you wanted to yeah, say Yeah, I was I was going to say you mentioned this year's Super Bowl, Tampa, Kansas City. You know, Tampa and this was the conversation on NFL Network and wherever all year, you know, Tampa kind of had been irrelevant in NFL circles for a long time. But they added Tom Brady, which, you know, that litmus test we talked about before, everybody's passing. Everybody's passing. So that's where, you know, even if it's not, baseball doesn't have any stars of Tom Brady's level, but if you can get a couple of guys, even... Even someone like Joey Wendell, like, if that guy's a Ray for life and people can rally around that, like, get dudes that stay there. And that's, I hope when baseball does the CPA, and I want it to be a topic, but I don't think anybody inside the walls does. But like you're saying, Chris, we care about the dudes inside the jersey. It's part of the reason we've been successful. When we started talking Yanks, we, we did all things about guys' personalities. One of our favorite silly episodes that people bring up is we did, uh, if the Yankees had a barbecue, what would everyone be doing? Who's on the grill? Who's playing yard games? We right. like that stuff. And when you know the guys, that's what makes the game more fun and impactful. And if you're a Rays fan, why would you, you know, Glasnow is awesome. You won us over with Glasnow after we hated this tall Goliath that mowed down the Yankees, and we thought he probably mm-hmm. didn't have a personality. And he, no, he's goddamn fantastic. I love him. If you're a Tampa fan, like, why would you get invested in that? He's going to be ripped away from you soon. Probably this so offseason. The, yeah, here's the national perspective, and I think the the true test: if the Padres make the World Series. They've got arguably the biggest star in the game in Tatis, right? In terms of marketability, you know, he's got a great look. He's signing for fans as the bus is waiting for him, right? He's got, and he's a stud on the diamond. Will that translate into ratings? Because it's little San Diego that doesn't have much of a following, doesn't have much of a baseball history on a national perspective, right? That's going to be the true test. Now, we'll see if that works. I hope it does. But I, I think I veered us off track a little bit. I apologize. So the Rays and White Sox now have a series, which I know you'll recap mm. on Friday's show. But who's the? which one's the more complete team after watching what each did this weekend? They both had sweeps. Jimmy? What two teams? The White Sox and the Rays. The White Sox and the Rays. White Sox are really good. The only, the, you think they're more complete? Well... Like I said, the Rays can just mix and match like crazy, and they're gonna have they have the bullpen arms, and they know how to use all their guys. But so I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I just I like the way the White Sox are made up a lot. They got uh, I know men. Uh, I know Magical went out, so that's a little bit of a bummer because they had slappers, they had boppers, they had they had fast guys, and they had slow sluggers, and they had great relievers and good. Like it was it's pretty well rounded team. 
Um, just don't don't pitch Hendricks in a rainstorm and you're good. But the Rays, the Rays will, if they're not rounded, they'll go find someone in quadruple A and round it out. <laughs> Jake? Uh, yeah, you, you lean White Sox because I think you lean the high-end talent. Um, I, I do I do think they have that at the end of the day. But, yeah, Ray's going to raise, man. We, we For the past three years, I mean, anytime they play the Yankees, you know you're – you're in for it. Like they're they're not just gonna go down, and they're gonna be in the right places. And they they encourage their guys. You know, if you're Mike Brasso, who you crush lefties, they're gonna put you in the right spot to succeed in, and they constantly do. So I like the White Sox better from the pure talent wise. But again, the Rays Rays org, it's tough to argue against that. You know, they're to me they're fascinating because they are on such opposite ends of the baseball spectrum. The White Sox have started seven different guys on the mound this year. The Rays have like 11. There's two guys that have saves for the White Sox. You know, Hendricks has 17 of the 19, I think. The Rays have six <laughs> different guys who get saves. Like their bullpen, they threw seven no-hit innings. In their last 17 games, they have an ERA of like under 1-6. They just – they have figured out their formula. And with all that being said, I'm a huge White Sox believer, not a fan. I'm an Indians fan. Mm. I'm a believer in the White Sox. I think they're going to be a tough out come October because good luck against that rotation. And Keiko's got the worst ERA. He's a smidge over four. Yeah. Now, we haven't even, nobody talks about Dylan Cease and the improvement that he's made. And you guys all love Lance Lynn. Mm. I mean, I know Jimmy's done a breakdown mm. on him. He's, he's the best. I think he's pitching tonight. Uh, he is against Glass now. Oh, that'll be fun. Two different ways to do it. That's Beauty and the Beast right there. <laughs> Why aren't they marketing it that way? Yeah. Dude, you got to chuck a lot of BBD yeah. on that one. That's what the show's about. That's Beauty and the Beast right there. Beauty Which one? The beast. Lance Lynn's the Beast. Mm. Lance Lynn's Lance Lynn is very good because he whenever Adams. he whenever he motherfucks the other team, he makes sure to turn away from them so they don't see him. He just shouts it towards his own dugout when he walks off the mound, which I appreciate. But yeah, there's going to be some good stuff. That's fun. Mm. Astros are really good as well. Talking about good teams, the Astros can just hit, uh, and they Framber's pitching his dick off, and the Twins win. Oh my God, the the Twins win against the Yankees did not catapult them to more wins. I like the some thought, hoped, hoped. So Astros are good, Rays are good, Indians beat the Mariners, and then the Blue Jays just absolutely hit like crazy uh, over in Fenway, the most home runs ever in Fenway. Um, Fenway kind of did their best. We're going to throw slop routine. Yeah, but it's against a really good team offensively. And I here's the one thing. When I watch the Blue Jays do what they do, and I thought it was so cool that on consecutive days you had Vlad, Vigio, and Bichette all homer in the same game. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the only one that got all the feels on that stuff. But when I watch them play, if that team does not pull the trigger for more pitching help, they are wasting an opportunity. I think they might be waiting for when Springer returns, and he's about to go on a rehab assignment. But if they don't do that, because they've got extra major league pieces that teams would want – they should. They should go get Gibbs. They should go get Gibby. That's what I was saying last episode. Scherzer. Yeah. And the, 
the only thing I worry about with him is that is it park inflated because that place plays a weird. Looks like it's a real pitcher. Gibby's a friend of the pod, so we don't talk about any stats or facts that no, no, no. might I, go against him. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> then I'll move on to Gibby, Gibby's lights out, and he learned a cutter from Lance Lynn, so that's why he's lights out now. Um, Got it. So what I was saying analytics. is I think he learned a cutter from Lance Lynn, <laughs> yes. and so I think he would be a yes. wonderful pickup for the Blue Jays. Yeah. Uh, per, uh, Perez, they got to Perez real bad, and then the, the Red Sox went to Ryan Weber, who, I mean – you know, they said, "Hey, hey, Webby, you're throwing a uh, hundred pitches, no matter what happens. So have fun." And he continued to throw well, ninety-five of the most miserable pitches you'll see. And the Blue Jays lit him up for thirteen hits, eleven earned runs, four home runs. I mean, Ryan Weber was kind of a joke last year of the league. Like it was yeah. like, "Well, here's the worst pitcher you can face in the Major League Baseball." He just got called back up from AAA. Where he was not performing well, and they just said, "Go empty the tank against the Blue Jays." <laughs> Top task. But do you know how much? Do you know how much respect he just earned? Yeah, he saved the whole bullpen. You know he got sent back down, probably. But it, yes, but yes, it's a shitty all around for everyone besides the Blue Jays. It, it is, but I guarantee you that every one of those, every one of his teammates went up to him and thanked him. I guarantee you that's how it went down because they all know. No question. I'm telling you. Rosie, any uh any Cleveland update? It's, I feel like it's a team that doesn't get talked about a ton on this show. We we recite the same lines. Is there anything we're no. missing? No. They're they're uh, slightly above like they're going to end up with 83 wins. I'm telling you. I'll see you at the end of September. I wish I could get super excited, but they did have their best win of the year. Okay. They were down 4 nothing going into the ninth and down two outs and Bradley Zimmer started a rally. And they ended up winning an extras five to four. Obviously, Jimmy, you're not as excited because you're yawning at that story. Uh, no, I was, I was, like I was yawning. Yawn at all. I was also nodding, saying yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I saw that because I. It's actually a lack of oxygen. Yeah, yawning. it's a, it's a tight that? room in here. Good for the kid, Logan Gilbert. He outduels Bieber. He'll remember that yeah, forever. That's cool. fun. Not a ton of Mariners talk on this pot either. Uh, and A's A's roll, man. That's a team that just wins. They're good. So here's the question. Both Matts, Chapman and Olsen, are free agents after the 23 season. Yeah, they're both gone soon, too. <laughs> I know, but A's fans are going to be up, more upset over which Matt being traded. Chapman. Chapman. Really? Yeah. Do you see what Olsen has done over the last couple seasons? Yeah, but Chapman is... I might even hear more about it later. Chapman is, uh, you know, hot corner. The left side of the defense was like a big thing. Platinum glove. Like, he he became their guy guy, I think. I get it, but Matt Olson is a gold glover at first. He hammers. I mean, how many home runs does he have over the last two or three seasons? Um, An inordinate amount. I think he's at 289 right now. His OPS is almost one dot, as we like to say here at mm -hmm. John Boy. I don't know. Well, I mean, if you're an A's fan, leave it in the chat. Which one are you going to be more upset about when they trade? Maybe someone gets a package for the Mats. Who's your Matt? They're both free agents in, uh, after the 2023 season, so if yes. they're not traded this offseason, expect them to be traded halfway through next year. Okay. And that sucks. And, and that sucks because they're like a really good team that's won oh, 90 games suck. and in a window. No, it would be really cool and good for yeah. baseball if the Mats stayed together for 10 years. Yeah. And it was like, look what they did. 
sign them both. See, here's where it really pisses Here me off. Here we go. I think it's Lou Wolf is their owner, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I think he's one of the yeah, richest yeah, owners I, in the sport. You, you've, you've cut into two you're of my... You're hitting all the pressure You're hitting all my for... sore subjects of baseball. Yes, the A, I lived in the Bay yeah. Area. The A's owner is like the fifth richest, richest owner in baseball. They draw zero right. casual fans to their ballpark because it's a piece of shit. The diehards like it. Literally. So when you go to an A's game, it's awesome. The atmosphere is great because the fans that are there are diehard fans. They're fans of the team. If you, you know, every every full attendance game is made up of 50 fa- 50% casual fans, and the A's just don't really get that. Sands like little kids to get tagged along with their parents. But if you go and you're in a close game, Coliseum is a good time. The fans are lively. They're just never packed, and they don't get any, you know. If you're visiting the Bay Area, you're not going to be like, oh, we should go check out a ball game and go to the Coliseum. You're going to go to the Giants game because it's a nice brand-new stadium. Coliseum is literally a shithole. They have so many nice places to build up there, too. It'll be pricey. Yeah. And – I, I can just tell you, having lived in California for two decades, and Jimmy, you know this, having lived in the Bay Area, it's not easy to get a stadium referendum passed in this place. And the Giants owner paid for the stadium, so I don't know. Yeah. One last thing in the American League. From now until the end of baseball, billions of years from now, when you mention the name Bo Burrows, Jimmy, what are you going to think? Throw Burrows. Threw up. That sucks. I, mean, I felt bad for him because he was guy, like sick, sick. Yeah, but that guy could win three Cy Youngs, and it's still going to be the only thing you think of is him hurling on the mound. My, my biggest thing is when I saw his name, Bo Burrows, I was like, why aren't you playing football? Bo Burrows, Burrows. from Texas? That's yeah. a football player I, if I've ever heard one. He had two options, Texas or LSU. That's yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, no, and – he didn't star in Friday Night Lights. The other, the other part of that clip that's really good is that it's it's your mean, right? Yeah. And your mean just points and it's like, oh, oh. <laughs> that, that, that guy's puking. Yeah. That guy's throwing up on the mound. Jake, can you give us the IL? I cannot, but Chris Rose can. Oh, yeah. Why? Yeah. What's the matter with you, John? I have no oh, idea. That's beef. my bad. I'm feeling beef. BBD, cue music. Let's Here go. We go. What happened? Three interleague series for us this weekend, including right down the road from the Rose Hotel in Chavez Ravine, where the Dodgers take two or three over the hapless Texas Rangers. Although Gibby learned a cutter from Lance Lynn, so I feel good about that. Now, they didn't have to face him this weekend, so that was good news for the Dodgers, who slashed 324, 386, 578, banged seven homers. They did have a little bit of a bullpen implosion, and oh, by the way, the Rangers did win the meat part of this sandwich series 12 to 1 on saturday bad news for the dodgers muncie goes on the il cody bellinger please show up at some point exited friday game sat out saturday and sunday the angels they remain red hot they sweep the serpents out in arizona the good news for arizona they did come up with the awesome city connect unis they all had the snake dragging around their neck during the promo released on social media. I want the jersey. I want nothing to do with the snake during the shoot. Uh, by the way, the Angels over 500 for the first time since May 1st. And Arizona has now dropped 33 of its last 38. The good news is they now hit the road where they have lost 19 in a row. 
And we'll wrap it up. Cover your ears, boys. Actually, your ears are already covered. Tune out. Phillies sweep the Yanks in a brief two-game set at the bank. Phillies, they were pushed to extras. The Yankees had a huge comeback but couldn't finish the job. Phillies win it 8-7. to Mean Segura with another walk-off shot there. And then the Yanks had no shot against Aaron Nola. Seven and two-thirds shutout ball. He looked like old Aaron Nola in a 7-0 win. Nine strikeouts in that game. Bills wrap up a 6-1 and one homestand as they head out to face the world champs. And they have a winning record for the first time in three and a half weeks. BBD, we can fade the music as I ask my two biggest Yankees fans that I know. Your team has lost 7 of 9, 13 of 18. You're eight and a half out in the American League East. Are you boys okay? Mm. Oh, no. No. That's an easy question. No, not okay. Now the Yanks are the Yanks are not good. Worst fundamentally worst right. fundamental team I've ever watched. <laughs> That's true. Chris, how many how I'm many how many times you. should a twelve year old little league team get thrown out on a ground ball to the shortstop when they're on second base with less than two outs? In front of them. Ground ball in front of them, they're on Possibly second they're base. Teaching that. What's that? possible they're teaching that aggression guys maybe look at it no they're not because after every game they come out and say that's a mistake we have to work on then they don't work on it how uh, a 12 year old little league team maybe that happens once and you you tell everyone hey that cannot happen again it's happened three times in the last month the yankees are just uh they're really bad it's pretty simple they they built a team that was supposed to mash and they're not mashing um, you know, people thought they might be going in Minnesota. They got a couple pitchers on the mound in Minnesota that helped them mash a little bit. Um, supposedly they're a week from Luke Voigt coming back. That could help. Uh, Stanton, and Carlos Stanton, who was on fire, three home runs in two games in Minnesota, got one at bat in this series because no DH in Philadelphia. Um, Aaron Judge only played one game. He's been their their best player this year. So when you put it all on paper and you say that, by the way, the two starting pitchers this series combined for 4.2 innings pitched and 11 earned runs, that's a bad formula. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's very much a fight-or-flight point of the season. They would have to show something differently than they have, and they can. I mean, that's why it's baseball. That's why it's beautiful if – if Judge Stan, if DJ LeMahieu can get going, if Luke Voigt can join the gang and look like home run leader Luke Voigt, that can change your season. But they need to change their season. That's the whole point, and that's the that's kind of the scary part in Yankee land right now is that they have just kind of gone through the motions for the past 100 games now. They're 52-48 and 48 in their last 100 games. And, you know, they still do some analytically driven stuff. couple air quotes for those on the podcast. Rognet Odor batted third yesterday. The Texas Rangers, Kyle Gibson slash Lance Lynn's fastball farm Texas Rangers, one of the worst teams in the American League, are paying Rognet Odor $13 million a year to not come to work for them. That's where the Yankees are, yeah, so... Rosie, check this out. Odor, in his last, since he came off the IL, 
He's played 19 games. He's started 17 games. He has a 231 batting average, a 275 on base percentage, and a 691 OPS. Horrible numbers, right? Below average, terrible, bad numbers. Yes. He's batted yes. in the seven, eight, or nine hole once. I get they have to play him because of injuries, and sometimes he's good to be, you know, put out there in second baseman. He's batted second three times during this stretch. They put him at the front of the order, and then they then they try to tell the fan base they're trying. It's like, well, you're not. You only you have this guy because he costs zero dollars towards the luxury tax. So I, I'll whatever I stomach that I I guess. <laughs> you have to play him because Voight's hurt. You don't. You could do something else. But why do you have to hit him at the front of the order? It's they're so dumb. They're just they think they're they think they're the race. That's the biggest thing. So perfect conversation. The Yankees should look at the White Sox and say, ah, maybe we can do that. Instead, they look at the Rays and go, let's be smart like them. And they're not. All right, let's wrap this up in 30 seconds. Mm. Does the team presently constructed as is make no. the playoffs? Yes no. or no? Jake? It's presently constructed, no. No. I said I said to you before we started, shake the tree. I don't know if that's someone coming back and calling up a minor leaguer. I don't know if that's a couple small trades. I, I, I don't know what it is. You got to shake the tree a little bit. And I'm knock on wood, I, I hope they will. Okay. Um, good for the Phillies, though. Phillies played good ball, pitched well. Oh, they did a lot of definitely. a lot of hit and running. I mean, you know, they took advantage of two pitchers who were poor, but they they looked they looked good. They were doing baseball stuff. Yeah. And if if Aaron Nola pitches the way that he did yesterday, I like Nola. Look like out, Nola a lot. Wheeler, Nola, Eflin at the top of that rotation. Then. Then we're doing yeah, something. That's uh, um, that's Brewers without the bullpen, but more of a lineup. Angels. Yeah. Okay. So the Angels have won 11 of 14, all sans trout, and basically sans Otani on Saturday and Sunday this week. Now, granted, I know who they were playing. I get it. I understand. Jimmy, you had an anger issue with them earlier a few weeks ago. Have you calmed down, or are you like, yeah? Well, I hate whatever. the Angels front office because they're disrespectful to Angels fans, who I have their back. But uh, what's the question? Well, hold on. Why are they disrespectful? What? They're not disrespectful. They're just bad at their jobs. Isn't, that, isn't there a difference? Well, when the entire general public knows the big, biggest thing, but you spite them and don't do it, like, you could talk to a casual baseball fan at any bar and be like, oh, the Angels, no pitching. Yeah. They, they didn't need to give Rendon all that money when Cole and Bauer were available that year and next year when I heard Cole was very interested in pitching in the West Coast and searching out the Angels. And Bauer, he was a finalist there, but didn't really want to go because of pitching coach concerns. And then, uh, you know, they were at the end with another pitcher, got snaked from him, and... Yeah, they just they needed pitching. So I, I don't know what the question is like. Yeah, but that's not I, – I don't think that that's disrespectful. I think that's bad at your job. They're willing to spend the money. They always have been. Yeah. It's just like when you walk into somebody's house and you're like, why do you have all this artwork but you don't have anything in the kitchen? Like there's not one appliance in here. Yeah, I'm saying the same thing. We're just interpreting the wrong the word differently. Like 
to be that bad right. when everyone is yelling. So, you know? do you, do you think this team could make a run? No. <laughs> if you could just say that's a stupid question, Rose. Get your question. Because everyone always like away. now that we have more the more people that listen, people get upset with me all the time. I'm not trying to hurt feelings here. I'm just. Um, they can have a good season. Keep the energy up for when Trout comes back. And then if you can maybe make a deadline move, you got the juices going, and that's kind of how baseball works. I believe in baseball juice. If you told me they were going to play the Mariners, the Royals, and the Diamondbacks, I said they'll probably have a nice little trip there. <laughs> I don't think you can sway any p- yeah. p- opinions based on those series. They have Oakland coming up. And then they have the Giants and the Rays and the Yankees coming up. Not that the Yankees deserve to be in the good team list, but we'll see then. If they okay. lost to those teams, it would have been bad, right. bad, 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 bad. But they took care of business, and that's good. But I don't think it has any bearing on, you know, oh, now they're a playoff team. One last point, and then I know you. we got to move on. But if the Angels offered Shohei Otani $200 million this offseason, who says no? Like, is the team not going to make that offer, or does Otani turn them down? Shohei Otani says yes. Jake? Mm. I'd really like to see the rest of this season. <laughs> uh, man, I'd uh, both say yes. How about that? I'm a sucker. So the Angels make the offer, and Otani Angels takes get it. to market another star. They do huge in that market overseas, and Otani gets basically a bag for life when he's proven it for a season. As a pitcher. As a pitcher. Otani has to say yes to that. I mean, or at least the people the people telling Otani to make this. Otani, the player, might say, I'm worth more. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to be playing both sides for 10 years, but... Whoever his camp has to say, hey man, you've what have you what has he made so far? Five million dollars, you know, or or um yeah, he's in the middle of a two year eight and a half yeah, right you, now. You have to if you're Otani, you have to say yes to that and just try to get the years lower so that you eventually you can earn again for the last three years if you're older sluggers, something like that. But so I maybe I'm with Jake. Yeah. Both sides say yes to that. Let's do it. Let's All bring right. them both to Thanks. the table. Thanks. We do the interleague recap. Tani's awesome. All right, let's go. Uh, let's move on towards standout performances, awards, individual stuff. Brought to you by Cushy Dreams, smokable, high quality CBD. Uh, you can use promo code Baseball for twenty percent off your next order at checkout. CBD, the flower looks, smells, tastes like high quality marijuana. Every run is a limited batch. They got a bunch of different uh, strains for you. Whether you want to relax, create, hustle, peace, energy. We have a ton in the office. We enjoy it. Um, it's legal in every single state. It's for people that, that want to smoke, but they don't want to get too high. They just want the CBD effects, the anxiety reducer, the uh, inflammation reducer, all that stuff. So Cushy Dreams, use promo code BASEBALL for 20% off your next order. Standout performance. Standout performance. Standout performance. Jake, do you get to go first? I am going first. Uh, I am taking someone Chris Rose began to highlight, and I'm flipping the script on it just a little bit. Wow. I am taking Matthew Kent Olsen 
Matty Olson, the first baseman for the Oakland A's. I am a huge Matt Olson fan. I do think he is one of the best-looking players in the league. I think uh, he's my number one. I would, like, date my daughter player in the league currently. And outside of that, I know that's the important stuff, A, he had two games on the list that could have been picked this this uh, this episode. He had a four for five with a homer and four ribbies. That game was a blowout. He had a two for four with two homers in a tighter game, so I guess I'll technically take that one. Matt Olson is underrated, and Chris kind of started going there before. Two gold gloves in the bag at age 27. That ain't too bad. But by the way, all he's done is hit for a little bit now. If you do the last three seasons, he's got an 879 OPS and he's on a 40-plus homer pace over the season. And, Jim, I've got a couple stats you're going to like. Let's start scratching both ways. Mm-hmm. Matty Olson, Jim, how about split-proof? 979 OPS versus righties this year, 990 versus lefties. Slightly better versus lefties. Hey, are we on the home or the road? There's some of those guys. We talked about Slick Willie Adamas. 981 OPS at home, 989 on the road. If Matt Olson is in the lineup, lefty, righty, homer, road, you're going to get gold glove defense at first base, and you're going to get a lefty power masher in the middle of your lineup. And, man, if there isn't something romantic about a big power hitting lefty at first base, then I just don't know. So I'm taking my guy, Matty Olson. Nice. Not Chapman. Olson. Not Chapman. What did he do in the one game? Uh, he had a two-homer day. He also had a four-for-fiver, but I, I leaned the two-for-four, two-homer. Two-for-four, two-homers. Yeah. Nice. Good job. All right, my standout is Di Sclafani. San Francisco Giant starting pitcher. He had a com- complete game shutout to help his team get the one nothing win. And uh, Disco... What I really like is he only faced 28 uh, batters. He faced one over the minimum, and but he, three guys got on base. The first two guys got on base, immediate double plays or double plays later that inning. Now, Talkman did rob a potential Soto homer, and there was another nice diving catch by uh, Lamont. What's his name in right field there? Wade. Lamont Wade, Wade, yeah. So some good defense there, but... Disco was having a uh, phenomenal year through his first nine games. He had a 2.03 ERA. Then he got absolutely smoked by the Dodgers. Ten earned runs over 2.2 innings pitched, which bumped his ERA from 2.03 to 3.54. Then he had a not great outing, bumped it to 3.56. And you're like, oh, shit, is he going to stay at 3.5? Still decent, still a good year. This helps him go back down to 3.09. Complete game, zero earned runs. That means if he has his average start next game against the Diamondbacks, I believe, he goes six innings pitched, one earned run. He's back in the twos. That's a nice correction after the ten earned runs, which you would think is usually an ERA killer. But this helps him get back right. And, I mean, they won a one nothing game because of it. So, Disco doing the damn thing. He is my standout performance. Nine innings pitched, zero earned runs, eight Ks, two hits, one walk. Good job, Very good. So I know that when you mention the Houston Astros on John Boy Media, that's a big buzz. Mm. We're not allowed to. Yeah, it goes a little nutty. But I will tell you this. 
for years, we thought Altuve was the guy who really got it done for their offense. And then we were like, oh, it's Alex Bregman. No question about him. And then, you know, Yuli Gurriel always gets big hits and drives and runs. The best hitter on that team is Michael Brantley. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, it's not even close. Uh, yesterday, four for five, three doubles. It is the third time this year that he has had three doubles in a game. And I believe the most ever in a single season is four games in which somebody had three doubles or more in a single game. What's made it more impressive, he missed a dozen games because of a hamstring injury. He has reached base 15 of 23 plate appearances since being activated off the injured list. 15 of 23. He's hitting 337. It's, it's going to be his fourth straight year of at least hitting 300. It's going to be his fourth straight year of an OPS plus of at least 124. He's 35 years old. He is Dr. Smooth, and he never looks out of control at the plate. And in a game where guys are swinging for the fences and that's it, he is one of the few guys who changes his approach based on situation and the pitcher he's facing. I love that about him. I've always liked him. He's a classy guy, and we'll see him in Colorado at the All-Star mm. game. Congrats, Michael. Congrats. Bradley. He's had nine games with three hits or more this season. Nine. Pretty damn That's good, crazy. dude. All right. Oh, good standouts by everyone. No. Just, just a reminder, when those guys are healthy, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Gurriel, Correa, Kyle Tucker. How's, how's your seven hitters on your team? More on that later. Oh, it ain't that. All right, Trev usually doesn't like this segment, but uh, maybe you will, Rose. Okay. Slump watch. Slump watch. How it works is we have five guys from last week that we put on a watch list. Like, hey, you might go into a slump soon. We got to check this out. BBD is going to add five more, five more potential ads, and then we're going to we're going to work work through it. So there's only five left. Hopefully, some guys got off it. Who are the potential ads? This week, BBD. Some big 0 for weekends on the board. Trevor Story's 0 for 11 with a walk, 6Ks, a hit by pitch. Recently back from injury, so that might excuse him. Alex Bregman, who we just talked about briefly, uh, he goes 0 for 12, 3 RBIs, walk, 4Ks, 2 sack flies, makes sense, so that's kind of cool. Gio Urshela goes 0 for 9 against Philly this weekend, 3Ks. Brandon Belt, 0 for 12. He's having a good year, for uh, at least helps us with the Hummer draft funds. Uh, I think the year's good. Six. There's seven strikeouts, rather, and a hit by pitch. And Dom Smith, 0 for 12. Damn, I like mm. Dom. So for 12. Okay, so immediately, Trevor Story, he's only played four games since coming off the IL, so I'm not going to count that uh, here. Do you want to? I mean, I want to track him because he's going to be the sexiest name in baseball in the coming weeks. I mean, come yeah. the All-Star break and the trade deadline, it's going to be a... Baseball is going to be a Trevor Story company. Okay. All right. Um, Gio only played two games. We usually nix those guys off. Just. Well, Belt just came off the injured list, too, by the way, guys. Okay. Injured crew. Yeah, he did. And he came off. He had three hits in his first game back off the IL, and now over since then. So, all right. Well, let's see how many spots yeah, we let's get see open. Who's coming off. Reese Hoskins, he had a 0 for 13, and then this the next two games he went one for six. He did have three walks, so I mean the 333 on base percentage, which is Reese's game. 
You want to keep him on, Jake? I want to keep him on because I think Reese is a streaky guy, and I think we'll be on here Friday saying Reese Hoskins is off, two homers, blah, blah, blah. So I'm I'm excited for that. All right. Remember who he's playing, too. He's at the Dodgers. Get into the depths of that bullpen and get a couple, Reese. No depth. Likes the moment. Am I? Am I, am, I, am I not allowed to bring that one up? Is that like Kyle Gibson no, territory? Is that okay? That's fine. that's fine. We got a lot of friends here. Austin Meadows is a friend of the pot. He went one for eight with a walk. Two Ks. That's kind of a meh for me. I don't I don't know what to do with that. The good news is Eddie Escobar went four for 13 with the home run and two homers. He's he streaky. He goes over and then he goes really well. This is he goes on. He gets on. He gets off. Schwarbo. We put him on here because he might be trade deadline fodder. He went three for 12 with three Mm -hmm. homers. Yep. So he's He's off. off. Good job. Dylan Carlson was on here 0 for 9 for K's last series. This series, two for 12 with two doubles and a walk. Uh, I don't know. What do you want to do with Meadows and Carlson, Jake? You want to keep those guys or no? Well, let's see. I, I I want Story and Bregman for sure. So the question is, would we rather track Belt Dominic Smith over Dylan Carlson? I think we leave Meds. Meds is having a borderline all-star year. I want to keep an eye on Meds. Okay, so Trevor Story and Bregman are added. That means Belt and Smith. So I'll leave it to the guest guest of honor. I mean, do we want Dylan Carlson or Brandon Belt or Dominic Smith? We can't. We got, oh, oh. One of uh, those three. You want Carlson. No, I don't want Carlson. I'd, I want um, – I was trying to look at Smith to see what his season is. And it's – it's it has – Dominic Smith? Yeah, it's yeah, not, not good. good. I like him, so I thought it was good. So, no. Um, well, let's just leave Carlson then, I guess. I don't care. Rose, who should we watch, Carlson, Belt, or Smith? Puts a lot of pressure on them yeah. to work themselves off, you know? Well, I, I would watch – Brandon Belt, because I think he's going to have a monster. Okay. All right. Do you remember who they're playing? Giants are playing. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh. oh yeah. Uh-oh. The Serpientes. Things. All right. Let's get to the fun stuff. No, Jake, you're not. No, we're not. We're tanking. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Jake, walk us through who was hot. This well, week, my guy Matty Olson supposed to be on this list, but I snagged him. He can still be, but the Mats are both. And Matt Chapman, was referenced earlier, he had a little seven for sixteen too. Good job, the Mats. Miss Doctor Smooth, Michael Brantley, we're great. We're killing this episode. How's your eight for eleven? <laughs> that's that's unfair. Uh, Vladito, probably a little too late to be mentioning Vladito. He is your current AL Triple Crown leader. And a 7-for-11 with three homers helps that. Bo Bichette, Kevin Biggio, all the Blue Jays. If you were a Blue Jay, yep. you're hot right now. Teoscar. Uh, Salvi Perez, man. Salvi, he was sputtering a little bit. He's been hot for a little while now. 5-for-11, two homers. And we mentioned Schwarbo. He gets on the list with the three homers. Shame so, to flame. Kind of all of it. So uh, that's the Enfuego. That's Good who's stuff. hot. Good stuff. Next up. Awards! Jake, you get to give out your award first. The leadoff hitter today. I, uh, you know, I didn't. I didn't get too much funny business with this one. I went with uh, it's the quiet ones you got to worry about. Award. Okay. 
It's the quiet ones you got to worry about. Um, the best soft contact hitters in the league. It's a theory there. Um, I'm going to a guy who we do love, is a friend of the pod, who we haven't talked about a lot this year, nay really at all. Nay really at all. Okay. Yeah, that, that old sentence. I'm giving it to Walker Bueller. Oh. Our friend Walker Bueller. Has he been in the MLB discussion this year? Not really. Um, you know, there mm. Jack Flaherty was rolling for a while, another friend of the pot. Thought he might get the starting nod in, in Colorado this year. He got hurt. There's always DeGrom. Bauer's always doing something. We're we're always hearing about pitchers. Know what Bueller's doing this year? And we haven't really mentioned him. Six and zero. A two three eight ERA. He's he's twenty six years old, and he's been doing this. His career ERA is three point oh one, and he's just become. I don't know if it's Dodgers fatigue or if if there's other guys or Bueller was so good so young that we kind of keep it moving sometimes. But he's just doing the damn thing again. And the strikeout numbers aren't crazy, so I don't know if that's got people off off the scent, but he's getting people out. He's having another great year, and he hasn't lost a regular season game since 2019. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. And when, wa- when we, t- when we talked to Walker, funny little personality. A little quiet, but he's, he's, got his, he's got his jabs ready to go. And uh, we actually we walked away after talking to Walker. We walked away. Um, like, man, that, that guy's pretty funny, but he keeps it, he keeps it pretty low key. So big fan of his. Pretty good. Um, pretty good. Um, Walker Bueller story. Walker Bueller story in the Rose Rotation. Rose Rotation. Which dropped today. Which dropped today. Like that. There you go. There you go. Oh, Rose, we might need you to close the browser and then re-click the link. Is that what works? Refresh the link. Or just refresh the URL. You That's would. what Trev does. After a while, it gets all robot-y. That's hilarious. Robot Rose. <laughs> Forgot to warn him about that. Robot Rose. Uh, yeah, we should have given him a little heads up. Let's, let's see. see. Yeah, you're back. I, I kept saw, seeing all this Robo Rose stuff. So what the heck happened? It's an episode tradition. Around this point of every episode, Trevor Plouffe's Mike, and we never, we still don't fully know the solution but he would go robot voice to the point that it became fan art. We have some robo Trev yes. art that we put up. Shout out so Nina. you, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Really uh, so you got roboed as well. Yeah. So it's a right of pass. Am I back to being normal? Yeah, you're back. You're back. You're baby. normal. Yeah. Because I kept seeing this stuff in the chat and it was like, I can't wait to see Rose go robo Rose. And I was like, is that a personality a, thing? Is that an age joke? It's What's around the hour 20 minute mark. <laughs> is that, what are they doing on TikTok now? That's funny. Good award, Jake. It's the quiet ones you got to worry about. Thank no you. one's ever said that about you. No, no, no. Don't have to worry about Jake. The stocky ones you got to worry about. I did a lot of math for my award. It's called the June Bottom Award. Hmm. Okay. The June Bottom. <laughs> Any guesses? <laughs> I June Bottom. The June Bottom Award. Yeah. Did you go to prom with a June Bottom? I wish I did. Hmm. I went with uh, Amber. Shout out. Yeah, you took a I, stripper to the prom. <laughs> you don't have to answer that. She if you wasn't don't want to. yet. <laughs> no, that's been. Oh mean. snap! <laughs> that was lit. Uh, I wanted to look at which team's bottom of the lineup is getting it done the most. 
just uh, out of curiosity, what seven, eight, nine hitters are are really the doing it for their team. And I just I did it just in June, just to simplify it. So uh, the Astros seven, eight, nine, and Jake led to this with his depth of their team. The Astros seven, eight, nine hitters have more hits than any other team seven, eight, nine hitters in June. The Astros seven, eight, nine hitters in June in twelve games have scored. 21 runs. They have 12 walks, a walk per game. They have 19 RBIs, and they have 36 hits. They're batting 272 in June. It's mostly Maldonado, Straw, and Stubbs. Uh, yeah, that team is deep. So I just wanted to look at what team's bottom of the lineup is performing best across baseball. Knew it was going to be an AL, obviously, but yeah, it's the Astros, and it's, they were pretty good. Now there are some big games here um, that really help them. A big game by Maldonado, uh, where he had five RBIs himself, helps. But still, that's a big that's big for a team when big that for happens. a team when that happens. Yeah, so the June bottom winners right now, the Astros. Got it. Huge. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good job by them. It's big. It is big. I, I didn't know what to do for the award stuff. I, I froze. Okay. Sorry, guys. I, You're I, all good. I apologize. I didn't want to. I didn't want to step on Ploof's turf because I know he's very protective of his Harry Potter's. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Potter. <laughs> he yeah. is a huge Harry Potter Voldemort. fan. Yeah. Huge Potter. So, on Snow. It's coming on Friday. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. No award today. So that's a tease. Well, the whole idea of the award is that it's got to be a friend of the show, ish. No, it's wherever you want to go with it. If there's oh, one, if there's, I don't think any of those Astros players like us, <laughs> not that group of them. If there's, well, a the crowd wants to hear the Walker Bueller story, and then b if if there's, I don't know, any player thing you'd like to highlight. That's kind of what awards is there for. All I can tell you about the Walker Bueller story, it has to deal with um, Rich Hill and Walker Bueller's propensity to swear while on the mound. So there you go. You can enjoy that. Jimmy, once again, not impressed since he yawned. I'm a yawner. Lack of oxygen. I'm a yawner. We need to get you an oxygen mask. Yes. That'd be dope. That'd be really nice. (laughs) We would use that in Ottomount. How about this? Uh, my award of the week can go can go to you guys for inviting me to the oh. All Star Game. I just saw on social media that that we've got a big meet and greet that just started to get promoted. Yeah, yeah, wow. big deal. Well, yes, nice. patron patrons only have first crack at it uh, right oh. now. So if you're a patron, make sure you go check that out. I think for the next two days, it's only available to patrons. Yep. And there's only 50 tickets available. So oh my God. F- for the VIP, yeah. Um, hour and a half before the all-star game. Uh, we are, if you're going to be in Denver or the Denver area, we are at the Im- improper city bar for just a watch party. Anyone can come to that for the game. But if you are interested in hanging out with me, Jake, Rosie, Trev, Kelsey Wingert, Peter Moylan, uh, Joe's McFly, Ashlyn's going to be there. We uh, And the rest of the crew, BBD and the rest, will be there as well. We are doing like an hour and a half beforehand. We got games, giveaways. We got, uh, there's an alley, so we might be taking some out. You can take at bats against Trev or Pete or any of us and back alley at bats. Um, And with your ticket, you get two drinks. 
So thank God. If you're a patron, you got you got two days to go. And your patron in the area gonna go gonna be around. Go check it out. Uh, not a patron, it'll be open to the public soon. But again, there's it's how many are we giving out for the VIP? We're doing fifty. Fifty. Um. Yeah. So yeah, kind of limited. We we want it to be a nice a nice experience where you can actually engage with us. Um. And that's gonna be during the All Star game, and we're gonna be in Denver. Sunday through, we'll, we might be doing some home run derby stuff. We might have a little blitzball game. So there's going to be some content coming. Content machine. I love it. It's exciting. Good. I'll rest up. Good I'll award. Rest up. Who's award. the uh, best friend of the week, BBD? Our best friend of the week is Kevin Biggio. Mentioned in Fuego briefly. He goes 6 for 12, 500 on the weekend. Two homers, two doubles, two RBIs, two walks. I think pretty recently came off a, a pretty lengthy IL stint, so... He's back. Yeah, Britain walked him in the minor leagues. That's what I remember. Oh, yeah. One of the best Twitter handles, Chris Rose. Doing it. Kevin Biggio. Doing it. Big, big Gio. Doing it. Big Gio. <laughs> <laughs> we think he made it when he was 12. Stuck with it. Yeah. I think we asked him, right? Absolutely. Did we ask him? I think so. I think we, yeah, we, we definitely asked him about it, and I assume it was on the interview. Didn't he just nod and say you like that or something like that? I forget. He was cool. I remember. He was a cool guy. Ad. Do you guys know that his dad played? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We asked I'll, him. You know what? I'll talk. We'll talk offline about yeah, it. Yeah. You, you tell <laughs> us all about that. Do you know that? You ever play catcher? Huh? The dad? Do you know Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard? I heard that rumor too. Okay. Okay. Boys, it was fun. I appreciate you inviting me on today. Stop. We got one more thing we, we have one to do. Final what? treat for you. It's called elevator talk, and what we do is we spin a wheel. It's got all thirty you teams on there. Wheel. You love a good wheel spin. Yeah, if I you do. if you ever if you're getting an elevator and uh, the person next to you wearing a hat of this team, here's two minutes of fodder that you can just throw their way. It is the Detroit Tigers. So right away. You, you just say, hey, did you see that kid throw up on the mound the yeah. other day? That's like the instant. If you're in Detroit on an elevator, Michigan, mm. Uber area, you say, hey, you see that guy throw up on the mound? That's an easy one. I think you talk about hey, the did young. You hear that, did you hear that Spencer Torkelson just got promoted to like Erie? Okay. Hey, how's that? I like that. That's good elevator fodder. The young starting pitching has turned it around a little bit. They got hot for a mm-hmm. while. Casey Mize. Good Auburn boy, he's been doing it. Scooble really turned his season around, and I'm glad, I'm glad we're doing this with Chris because I think the last time we had discussed, uh, we were frustrated because we just saw the Yankees play the Tigers and they looked atrocious, atrocious. They've actually started mm-hmm. playing a, a decent brand of baseball since then. I think they were Except nine. They were nine and twenty four. And now they are 26 and 39. So where are my math people at? 9, 17, 24. They've had a winning record for the past month and a half. Month. You can say something like Miggy, Miggy Cabs. He's not good Legend. anymore, huh? You can hey, talk about, um, remember the good times? You seen his numbers recently? Have either of you seen Miguel Cabrera's numbers on the season? Looking at him now. I know that uh, Lucas Giolito had some really fun stories about him. They so are. If his name wasn't Miguel Cabrera, you'd think he was a pitcher. Mm. Wow. 
They are. But the good news bad. is. He has 60 OPS. He's 40% PS worse. Plus. OPM plus. 40% worse than the average hitter. Um, the good news so is, intru- is say that, that the, the contract only goes two more seasons. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Grossman trade watch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boys, it was fun. I really appreciate it. It was a good time. Thank you, Thank everyone, you for, for listening. Jake sucks. Yes. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you for listening. Go tweet it, Chris Rose, and say, wow, great job. He needs that. He needs that. <laughs> <laughs>